Welcome to Agenda Breakdown, a podcast that explores how cities and counties make decisions and how you can have a say. I'm Kim Bishop, and today we're going to talk about the laws that limit housing development in downtown San Luis Obispo and a proposal that would change them. Like most cities, San Luis Obispo has laws on the books that limit the construction of new housing because having too much housing in a given neighborhood used to be a common concern among city residents. Of course, times have changed and the lack of housing, specifically affordable housing, has topped the city's list of priorities in recent years. So city leaders are proposing a plan that would remove some of the obstacles to building more housing units in the downtown core. It's called the Downtown Flexible Density Program, and here to tell us what that means is Michael Codron, Community Development Director for the City of SLO. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Kim. I'm excited to be here. So for starters, what does the term flexible density mean? Flexible density is a way to enable more housing in a particular area. So Normally, in a development program, cities, jurisdictions that regulate land use have property development standards of all kind. Density is one of those property development standards that essentially caps the number of housing units that can be constructed in a particular area. The city's flexible density proposal is one that would create more flexibility, would allow more residential units despite the density standards that are in our codes. And how do the density laws currently restrict downtown housing? That's a great question, and and this is an important concept for people to understand. And I think that if you imagine a downtown building as as a box, and you think about the different things that can fill up that box, we have a standard for density that creates an artificial constraint. In other words, you can build a box that's relatively big, but when you talk about housing, you can't fill up that box with housing units because you run up against our our limits. And so what flexible density does is allows you to fill up that box, and it allows you to do that with a particular type of housing unit that we're looking for, which is the studio or one-bedroom apartment, 600 square feet or less. So I'm imagining that box filled with housing, and obviously it's constrained by the physical confines of the downtown area. So with growth, does that mean going up? It can mean going up, although I think that when you look at downtown, historically, our downtown had housing above the ground floor. A lot of two- and three-story buildings in our downtown core with commercial storefronts, which we always want to maintain. In fact, in the 1950s, about 5% of all of the population of SLO lived downtown in the downtown core. Hmm. Uh, We had over a thousand people living in the downtown core, whereas today it's about 200 people or less. What happened in the 1960s is that offices became more attractive than housing. As the city built housing in the Laguna Lake neighborhood and in other parts of the city, you know, 60s, 70s, and 80s, those spaces as housing above the ground floor downtown became less attractive and they got converted to offices. So we don't have to go up to realize the benefits of flexible density. In fact, what this might do is make conversion of office spaces to small housing units a lot more feasible for uh, property owners downtown. I know that there's less demand for commercial retail space now than there was, say, in the 60s. Is there also less demand for office space? 
Post-COVID, we're learning that there is less demand, at least today, there is less demand for office space. Time will tell whether that comes back. And that's a little bit of the story of downtown. As I was mentioning, it used to be housing above the ground floor, and now it's primarily office above the ground floor. And maybe with the changing economy, we'll switch back and have, have more housing downtown. So yeah, downtown has been changing, and, and change is a constant. And another constant is that people tend to be concerned when there's a change that happens intentionally. What are some of the concerns that you've heard from community members about changes to the density laws? Well, the response to the uh, flexible density program has been primarily positive so far, but there are concerns being expressed and we're paying close attention to those. The uh, one thing that I'm, you know, have been conscious of from the very beginning is that the downtown core includes a historic district. So our downtown historic district includes, you know, some of the most important buildings in our in our history that we wouldn't want to see, you know, redeveloped in any fashion. And so understanding like the opportunities that this creates, but also the fact that there are constraints is an important part of our program in terms of how we communicate. We have a very effective and restrictive uh, historic preservation ordinance. And so even though this new program would apply within the downtown historic district, it would not enable major changes to masterless historic properties, for example. Um, Demolition is outright prohibited in, in the historic district. Do you have the sense that changing the density laws will make a significant dent in the affordable housing problem? We are trying to produce housing of all types, and this is a a type of housing that we're seeing more demand for. The population per household in the city has been precipitously falling from over 2.6 people per household in the mid to early 1990s to closer to two people per household today. And that means, you know, you have to build more housing to accommodate your population. And so, you know, this is a type of housing that we see being important and valuable. One of the things that we're hearing from people that is a concern is related to affordability. You know, these are not going to be affordable units. And that's correct in the technical sense. The city has an affordable housing program, and those units are made affordable because the city has a deed restriction on the sales price or on the rent price. There's this government mechanism to ensure affordability, and that's a targeted affordability for people that qualify based on their income. But in the case of this type of housing, what we're trying to accomplish is not deed-restricted affordable housing, but housing that's more attainable. So housing that hits a price point that people can afford, that people can you know, make the choice to allocate more of their income to housing if they want to live you know, in that environment, in that unit downtown. Etc. Sure, it's a completely different market than people who want to live maybe walking distance to downtown. You know, where where they could have a little more space. These would be what smaller than 600 square feet, which is small. And the trade-off, I guess, is that you're right there. You're right in the heart of things. Exactly. I think it's an exciting environment that ultimately we think would help both economic development and help with the city's housing supply. Supply is another way that you know you can affect the price of housing. 
more supply should reduce the upward trend of housing prices. At the same time, we know that we can't build ourselves out of high prices in coastal California. That's not realistic. And we have constraints around supply as it relates to water supply, as it relates to transportation and, and managing that. There are a variety of things that we do in the planning process to determine what our, our growth will be. And this program would provide, at least initially, up to 500 new units in the downtown core. And the number 500 is out there because it fits within the city's growth projections. And ultimately, the city council may like the program and want it to continue, but that will most likely require some additional work on the general plan, engaging with the community uh, to understand more about you know, where population is headed in San Luis Obispo in the future. But for today, you know, our population projections are in the 57,000 to 58,000 range. We're about 48,000 today. And so there's a ways to go, but we don't want to over-program. We're, we're aligned with what our general plan build-out would provide for in terms of population. And then at some point, the the community and the city council would drive a discussion about if if or when it should increase. Who are the biggest supporters of this idea in the community? Like, are they downtown business holders? Are they, you know, folks who maybe work in slow but haven't been able to afford to live here? Who are you hearing positive feedback from? That's a great question, and I think it's been something that we have been working on over time. So I think the first time we thought about this concept of how to enable more and smaller units downtown was after our our downtown concept plan was updated in 2017 and 2018. And there are some incredible vignettes and renderings of development opportunities in the downtown core in terms of you know, blocks that have a lot of surface level parking that have the the opportunity to redevelop. But again, our density standards don't allow for the kind of development that would really make a project like that successful. You would end up having much larger units that maybe aren't as appropriate for our downtown core as they would be in a neighborhood in another part of town. And so trying to align those things has been important. And the idea, I think, started with the downtown concept plan. It's a program in our housing element as well to pursue flexible density opportunities along with a number of other things. And I think that uh, Town Slow and the Chamber of Commerce both have a, a strong interest in development downtown. So we're engaging with them. We don't have direct support from them yet. I mean, like everybody else, um, the community is evaluating the proposal to see if it achieves our policies and programs that we've outlined in our in our housing element. And if somebody wanted to take a look at the proposal and share their thoughts with the city, what's the best way to do that? Best way to do that is to go to slowcity.org and search flexible density. And the first link that'll come up will take you right to the page that explains the program, shows you what the program documentation is. So you can read the ordinance if you're interested. Or if you're just interested in letting us know what you think, we also linked from that page is an open city hall survey where staff is evaluating all of the, the input from the community. And it's a lot of very positive input some people want us to do more, 
And we are doing more. It's just there's a number of, you know, we're doing one program at a time, essentially. So this is one of many. But then there are also uh, concerns, again, about affordability, like that these units won't be affordable. And, you know, I agree with that. They're not going to be affordable in the traditional sense or the way we, we define affordability. But again, they may be more accessible to people because they'll be at a lower price point. Right. And it's adding inventory to the city. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And when will a final decision be made on all of this? So the ordinance is going to the Planning Commission on February 22nd and to the City Council on March 21st. So first opportunity to weigh in if in a public setting would be at the Planning Commission meeting on on Wednesday night, February 22nd. And then depending on the Planning Commission's recommendation, we would be in front of the City Council with their support on March 21st. And those are both great opportunities to weigh in. Listeners can do that by email, by by calling in, or by showing up and providing public testimony in person. Thank you so much, Michael. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out and look for more feedback from the community on this proposal. Now it's time for today's action item. The Open City Hall survey on downtown housing is open through Wednesday, February 15th. I'll post a link in the show notes, or you can access it directly at slowcity.org slash opencityhall. After the survey closes, this topic will go to the Planning Commission on February 22nd and then to City Council on March 21st. If you want to stay informed about those meetings and other opportunities to give feedback to city leaders, subscribe to the city's email notifications at slowcity.org, and I will put a link to that in the show notes. Today's episode was produced by Samantha Reardon with music by Wes Bischoff. If you liked the show, you can go to agendabreakdown.com to listen to past episodes and follow us on social media. You can also find us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kim Bishop. Thanks for listening to Agenda Breakdown.